Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Rip Reed in the thrilling adventure, Yankee Dollars. The Green Hornet strikes again. Sentinel was greeted by the usual battering remarks that he heard through the city room on his way to Britt Reed's private office. Lowry, of course, enjoyed the ribbing he received each morning, always managed to reply in kind. Hey, hey, eyes right, fellas. Here comes old Scoop Lowry. Hiya, <laughs> Shorty. Hey, what you writing, pal? My memoirs, sweetheart. Well, that pigeon, Lowry, he's writing home for money again. Hey, boy, Shorty. There's nothing like learning how to write for money. Banker's hours again, eh, Mr. Lowry? Hi, Casey. Reading his office? As a matter of fact, he is. Shall I announce you? As a matter of fact, no. As a matter of fact, no. Hi, boss. You busy? Oh, come in, Ed. Huh? On your mind. Listen, I've dug myself up one of two things. Either a terrific story or a terrific headache. Well, sometimes they go together. Boss, just wait till I tell you. Maybe this dame is on the level, and maybe she's just plain nuts, but listen. I'm listening. And if there's a girl in your story, I'll bet she's very good-looking. Otherwise, you'd be quite calm about the whole thing. Good-looking? Oh, mister, you should see her. Blonde hair, blue eyes, about uh, so tall, and... Uh, mm, mm. Oh, never mind the gestures. What about the story? Well, I'm riding out on the Riverside bus last night, see? It's about midnight. The bus stops at Grandview, and this ultra-gorgeous dame gets on Oh, and there's a guy gets on, too, see? But they don't sit together. So me, I'm sitting there all banjo-eyes for this classy blonde. And what do you suppose happens? The first thing I know, she gets up and comes over to where I'm sitting. Why, Bill. I didn't see you there when I got on. How are you, Bill? Why, uh... Why, gosh, I, I'm swell, uh, pal. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Mind if I sit here? Oh, by all means. No, by no means. Sure. Tell me, how's Christine and the children? I, uh... Oh, they're just peachy, I guess. Lonnie, what's cooking here? Keep talking. I'll explain later. Yes, sirree. Yes, sir. Christina was just asking about you uh, this morning. I've been meaning to come over. 
And now that I've run into you, we'll get off together at Kensington. I must see those adorable children. Blondie, I hope you know what you're doing. Come on, Bill. We'll get out the rear door. Don't let me down, please. Quick, call that taxi over there. Oh, sure thing, Blondie. If we're both going crazy, we might as well ride. Hey, hey, taxi! got off the bus here. He's been following me. Yeah? Well, look, sis, I'm enjoying your company, and that's for sure. But if that's all that's bothering you, I'll just go over and take a poke. No, please, listen to me. Okay, okay. Here's your cab. You'll never know how grateful I am to you. Yeah? Well, suppose you just give out with a lowdown. Now, what goes? Look, back there. Getting into another cab. Huh? Hey, who is that guy? Where you want to go, mister? Any place you want to go, pal, but step on it. There's a cab falling with us and get rid of him. Okay, Chief. Hang out of your hat. Now, look, Blondie. I'm a newspaper reporter. A reporter? Yeah. Ed Lowry from the Daily Sentinel, the best sheet in town. What's all this hocus-pocus about? I might even get a story out of it. You might get a real story. Fine. Then I can charge this hack fare to the company. Is it true that reporters have a code of honor? Well, what do you mean? My friend, it may be that you've only begun to help me. Huh? If I gave you a story that might mean life or death to both of us, would you help me? What? This only blade is Accuway. Can I trust you? Oh, sure, Blondie, sure. Now, what is it you want to confide in your Uncle Ed? Just that I'm a spy. A German spy. I'm scared of this thing. Well, I don't blame you, Laura. You might be getting into an awful mess. Yeah, she sure sounded like a fugitive from a psychopathic ward. No fooling. You uh, say you took her home? Yeah, that's right. Dexter Apartment, 224 Lafayette. Well, it's possible she is a spy, and that would make a terrific story, I'll agree. But on the other hand, it might be some showgirl looking for a lot of free publicity. Yeah, that's right. Well, what'll I do, boss? Well, call the FBI and let them investigate. That's the first thing to do. Yeah, I guess they should be notified. In a case of this sort, the FBI must be notified immediately. By the way, uh, what did you say the girl's name is? Uh, Nidick. Marlene Nidick. Oh, I'm supposed to see her tonight. What time? Well, she doesn't get home until 10 o'clock. Said for me to be there about 10.30. Well, just be careful. Good reporters are hard to find these days. Sure, I'll be careful. What do you mean? I said good reporters... That's just what I thought. A mantle of darkness lay over the great city as Brett Reed and Cato, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in Brett Reed's bedroom, went through a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, 
This building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Brett Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. has got a story after all. Well, what else I can... Oh, oh. that Kato signal. Well, these things in order around here and get back out of sight. Carl, my darling. Are you feeling better? Listen, Carl, I've met a newspaper man who will help me. I've met a newspaper man who will... Yes, he's coming here tonight. He's coming here tonight. Yes, I... I'm going to tell him everything. I'm going to tell him everything. Yes, everything. If anything happens to us, well, we will at least have tried to make up for some of our wrongs. Yes. All right, Carl. I'll call you later. Snyder. You. Who are you? I'm not from the Gestapo. Who are you? No, don't be frightened. You. That mask. I know. You're the Green Hornet. Yes, I am. And as the Green Hornet, I can help you. No one can help us now. It's only a matter of time until they find... You mean the Gestapo, don't you? Yes. They'll find me. They'll find Carl, too. Well, tell me. Who is Carl? My brother. We both refused to carry out a certain order from the leader. And they beat Carl. Oh, they beat him so cruelly. Where is he now? Hiding. But they'll find him and me. Oh, there's no escape from the leader. Will you trust me with Carl's address? Yes. 1700 Silver Street. Listen. 
What if I told you that the Federal Bureau of Investigation will be here before your Gestapo friends? The FBI? You mean they know? Yes. And they'll be here soon. I think I'm glad. I'm so very glad. Finally got up with Hitler's dream of world supremacy, huh? Carl and I were raised in Germany. We lived and breathed and worshipped everything that Hitler represented. And then we were sent to America. And that's where Adolf made a mistake, huh? At first, Carl and I could not believe what we saw. Americans to us were stupid, living in false security. Without leadership, there was no order. But what you actually saw was the people not stupid, but too self-satisfied with their own insecurity against the menace of Hitler. Yes. And we could not realize that the people were the leaders, their own leaders. That's an old Yankee custom. Carl and I came to be very happy in this strange country. A doubt grew in our minds about the Nazi way of life. And then Carl protested to the leader. Who is this leader? You'll be most amazed. He is... Oh, uh, that must be Mr. Lowry from the newspaper. I... He's promised to help Miss me. Miss Snyder, that name. The leader's name. Yes, his name. It's Heinrich Bremler. Heinrich... Heinrich Bremler. That's incredible. The whole mad power crazy dream of the Nazis is incredible. I know. Bremler. Head of a great department store. Yes. Answer your apartment phone and give your newspaper friend the whole story. Say nothing about my having been here. Are you leaving? Yes, the way I came through the window. Well, I'll be back. You can count on that. Yes? Oh, yes, Mr. Lowry. Won't you come up, please? Yes, I know. Now I'm glad you did. Oh, you're a smart girl, Blondie, to get out from under this mess. And you will remember that Carl wanted it this way, too. Sure. We won't forget your brother. He'll be in the custody of the Department of Justice before those ratsy playmates of yours find him. Everything I've told you, Mr. Lowry, I'll tell the FBI. Everything. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. What on earth are you going to do? Taking off your shoe. Well, when I was a little boy and somebody gave me a nickel, I'd carry it in my shoe. Never got lost that way. And that's what I'm doing with this beautiful list of names you've given me. These names are worth lots of nickels, Blondie. Now listen, don't under any circumstances leave this building until the federal men get here. I'm going down to the paper and write my story so it'll be ready to roll as soon as they smash this firing. A promise to stay right here? Yes, I promise. Good girl. And I'll be seeing you, Blondie. What's funny? Who are you? What's the gun for? Otto. Yes, you step back in the room quickly. So this is your friend Bill, eh, Marlene? You're the weasel that was tagging along on the bus last night. And you're not Bill, my friend. You're Ed Lowry, a reporter. <laughs> it's too bad you won't be able to write this story for your paper. But oh, put down that gun. You have a way of handling such meddlers, Lowry. No! I won't let you. And I'll teach you too, traitor. Oh. You dirty rat. I'll make you pay for that. Oh, oh. Oh, so oh. you're one of those hot-headed Yankee swine, huh? Well, here. Oh. 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 Fool. 
think that they could outwit the Gestapo. <laughs> yeah. The leader will be glad to know about what's going on here. And from the newspaper, huh? Uh. Hello, Mr. Bremler. Oh, hello, Heinrich. This is Otto. Yes, yes, I've located the girl. Yes, in the newspaper reporter I told you about. Nein, there's no telling how much he knows, but it won't do him any good. Yes, send someone right away to help me dispose of them. The Dexter Apartments, 224 Lafayette. Yes, I'll wait for you here. Uh, now to tie up these two and wait for the men from the Gestapo. <laughs> Always keep nickels. His shoe blonde. This is dust. 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 This is Fräulein Neider would have betrayed every one of us. Schweinhund, this paper must be destroyed with them. Where is das? I notice you left enough rope to hang yourself with. That's good. Who are you? What are you doing in here? I just dropped in for the laughs, Adolf. Who are you? Speak. Speak, huh? Okay, sweetheart, I'll speak the language you rats seem to understand best. Get back, back or I shoot no, you. No, you don't, fat boy. You Yankee dog, I'll break you in two. You will learn about the Gestapo. And I'll tear that mask from your All face. boy, fatty, reach for it. This is the... My arm, my arm. Drop the cannon, fat boy, drop it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, this is for the blonde, fatty. This one's for Ed Lowry. And here's the clincher, baby, for the green hornet. I will tie you up, playmate. It's just about... Well, well, well. A note. Looks like that blonde is really going to give Laurie a story. A list of names, and what a list. Uh-oh. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Well, let's go the gas We might as well turn out the lights. These rats look better in the dark. Come in, boys. Hurry. Why am I not showing lights? Come in. Close the door quickly. Turn on the lights. Oh, you dirty rats. Here, <laughs> yeah, take a good look. The next room you see will have cast iron but curtains. Look, get him. Yeah, sure, get him. Get this, too, while you're at it. Look out. And... Go. Go. Not the Don't. I give up. I surrender. You surrender, huh? That's very sweet of you, I'm sure. Yeah. Keep arriving. I'm going to run out of rope. Well, you're in this too, are you? Well, little paper boy's awakened. Very bad company you keep, Mr. Lowry. Hey, how about untying these ropes? Oh, you'll have enough help in just a moment. Now, this list, I'll fix this up for the boys. Let me cross out this one name. And put a P.S. on here. Oh, there we are. What's been going on here? Who are these lugs? Well, that's a good question, paper boy. I'm sorry. I haven't time to answer it. See you later, little fat man. Don't anybody make a move. <laughs> are you kidding? There ain't nobody in here that's able to move. Well, what? 
Everyone in the joint tied up hand and foot. Yeah, and if you get down that fire escape fast enough, you might get the guy responsible. Who? The Greenhorn, if that's who. Hey, Chief, look at this. Take a look at this. Uh, uh, list of names. One of them's crossed out. Yeah, look at the P.S. on there. You boys can have all these but one. Have someone stay by this phone for 30 minutes. We'll call you. Love and kisses. The Green Hornet. Like a black shining instrument of vengeance, the black beauty hurtled through the night with Britt Reed skillfully handling the wheel. In a matter of minutes, the great car turned into a suburban side street, came to a stop in front of a modest bungalow. That is address, Mr. Britt. 1700 Dover. Yes. I don't expect to be very long, kid. You wait here. As you choose. What, what you want here? Well, look at those bandages. They really did give you a going over. You are from the Gestapo. That man. At the moment, I'm running a one-man Gestapo. I am doing very well, thank you. Oh, by the way, Carl, they found your sister tonight. Oh. Oh, they could. Yes, they did. And slugged her. Oh, no. Oh, my lady. She's all right now. The FBI has the men responsible for that, and they'll have the others shortly. All of them? All except Bremner. It was he who ordered you and your sister put out of the way. I know. And I'm going after Bremner now. Would you like to go along? I would like to. Very much. Come along, then. But I'll have to blindfold you. The Black Beauty is a very shy creature and doesn't like to be seen by strangers. The Black Beauty? Then you, that mask... The Green Hornet, Carl. Just about ready to sting a few local shickle groovers. Come on. Estate in the ultra-exclusive Forest Hills section of the city, the head of the great Brumler department store was impatiently speaking to his second-in-command. Big, genial Henry Brumler, patron of the arts, prominent merchant. If those fools have blundered, I will... I will shoot them. They must learn the mistakes. Fine, Heinrich. What could possibly go wrong? Not as very capable. We will by now have uh, exposed to the Fraulein Neider and her brother Carl. Uh, those two... You think of the years wasted in training them and the expense? Mm, too bad. But they were becoming dangerous. Where do we You have sold the diamonds? Everyone. Here. I have the money in my briefcase. You may count. Uh, good. How much? Forty thousand dollars, I make. Count it. Uh, no. I will put it in the safe. This money will finance a very great work. In this box for the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yankee dollars. 
for a Nazi victory. Wrong speech, boys. Yankee dollars for the Green Hornet. But this... Don't move, oh. Rats. You, Bremner, leave that safe wide open. No, never. You will never get out of here alive. And you, Carl, you traitor. We should have taken care of you before. You talk too much, Stooge. Here, take it. No, don't, don't shoot. Don't, I will... <laughs> Open that safe, Bremler. Never. I have no weakling. You cannot make me. Oh, you're kidding, friend. Carl, frisk him. See if he's got a gun. Yes, Hornet. Keep your hands off me, you filthy traitor. It was you who had me beaten. Yes. And you're responsible for what has happened to Marlena. Stand still. I'll kill you with my bare hands. That a boy, Carl. Well, Bremler, how about the safe? Do you or don't you? Never. Your little speech is certainly monotonous, friend. Uh, Carl, I am going in the next room to telephone. You will see that Mr. Bremler is entertained? Yes, Juan. I can promise you. No, wait, wait. Hello, FBI. Can you send some men out to the Henry Bremler estate right away? Yes, that's right. The Henry Bremler estate in Forest Hill. Sure, he's Mr. Big with the local Nazis. You'll find all the evidence you need. And no, I'm sorry I can't wait for you. I don't like to argue with the FBI. But don't look for any cash, pal. I can use that in my business. What? Well, what on earth has happened in here? Carl. He, he fell down, Hornet. Yeah, he certainly did. Looks like he fell from the roof. And the safe. Well, imagine that. The safe is wide open. Hmm. This stuff is going to make Hitler look like a very wicked person. Well, look here. Code books, cameras. Ah, the bankroll. I'll just take You're that. You're taking the money? Oh, yes. Any objections? None, whatever. Will the police be here soon? Yes, Carl. And tell them everything. You hear? Yes. Everything. You and your sister have a great deal of courage. And I wish you both good luck. You would shake hands with me? With pleasure. You are indeed a strange man, Hornet. Tell the police I have the money, Carl. Better than 50000 And keep your eye on Henry. Yes. Heinrich Brimler will be here. With me. Laurie, that certainly is a beautiful mouse you're wearing. Yeah, ain't it, though? It's just... Ooh, ooh. Oh, can't even touch the blame thing. Now, if I could get a nice big beefsteak to put on it... No beefsteak, Laurie. You might be able to promote a hamburger, though. Oh, that ain't funny. Gosh, I wonder what'll happen to her. Who, Blondie? Yeah. She sure was swell. Gosh, did I tell you how she came up to me that night on the bus and said... Oh, good morning, boss. Good morning, Miss Case. Morning, Ed. <laughs> what are you in mourning for? What? <laughs> That's the blackest eye I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have seen that Nazi gorilla. Looked like, like Boris Karloff, no <laughs> fooling. Yes, I uh, saw his picture in the paper. And it was quite a roundup. Oh, thanks. Hello? Oh, good morning, Inspector. What's that? Oh, say, that ought to make a good story. Well, sure, I'll send one of the boys over right away. Oh, yes, I'll do that. Goodbye. 
Is that a job for me just when I was going to ask for the afternoon off? Well, not unless you want to cover it, Laurie. That was Inspector Morrill. He says they just received a package in the morning mail containing more than $50,000 in cash. $50,000? Wow. Yes. And there was no name to indicate who sent it, just a note saying something about Yankee dollars for victory and to divide it between the Red Cross and the USO. What do you know about that? I'll bet that money came from someone suffering with a guilty conscience. Well, that's hard to tell. Well, if it was, his conscience must feel fine and dandy now after parting with 50 grand. Yes, Lowry, I imagine somebody does feel fine and dandy. heard the adventure Yankee Dollars. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at the same time. They're copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Don Faust speaking. This program has come to you from the studios of WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.